The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hmm? Ah! Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Pake. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the Netflix show, You. Today we are covering, yes, there's a B there. (laughs) (laughs) Try that again. Today we are covering episode five of season four titled The Fox and the Hound. Not the Disney Mm -hmm. cartoon. Ah, no. This week. Man, I watched that a lot as a kid. I had that on VHS. That's one of the few VHSs I owned as a kid that I just like wore out. And it's like, oh, it was the weirdest because it's like what my parents gave me. This is a weird tangent that I didn't even expect to until you said that. But yeah, because it was like Mrs. Doubtfire, The Lion King, Fox and the Hound, some weird nature documentary thing about spiders, a Barney movie. The Rugrats Gone Wild, and then like a taped over VHS of uh, Space Jam. Like that was my life. That was my childhood. So <laughs> I, I love it because it, you, you essentially described my daughter's yeah. uh, um, movie library as well. She mm-hmm. had more because we were, were oh, we've always been really big movie buffs and and stuff. So she had a lot a lot on VHS. But um, yeah, those were some core ones. And Fox yeah. and the Hound was always one of her favorites. So yeah. seeing that title, that's immediately just where my mind went. I was like, I'm guessing we're not talking actual foxes and hounds here. And we're not mm. going to see a cute little hound dog. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm a hound dog um, in, this, in this episode. Um, so we were just... Uh, joking right before we started recording about how as of right now and at the time that y'all are listening to this, if you're listening to it um, when it is published or the next day after it's published, we're actually uh, on on the same timeline and, and like even with all of our listeners because yeah. there's no episode for us to watch uh, after we finish up tonight. Yeah, yeah. The next one doesn't come out till like most likely tomorrow if you're listening to this or you know, unless you're staying in a couple up days. late with me after right. I finish editing but <laughs> most likely you're listening to this maybe on Wednesday mm-hmm. and so, yeah part five it's a weird feeling on the ninth yeah it yeah, is a weird we talk about that because usually we get done recording and I jump straight to Netflix and I'm like all right next episode and I can't do that after this one and it's weird I don't know what to do Thankfully, the wait is not too long. So right. if you have time in your schedule, I know your work schedule gets kind of wonky sometimes um, and, and when you're available, but it'll be out on Thursday and or maybe Wednesday night, maybe late. Do they do the mm-hmm. the like midnight release or something? Yeah, they usually do. It's like 2 a.m. for me usually. So uh, okay. depending on the show, I'll stay up. If you're de- if, yeah, if you have the have the need <laughs> and drive to stay up that late, then you could mm-hmm. do that and and shorten your wait. I will yeah. not. I'll probably wait till Thursday <laughs> <laughs> afternoon after the workday's over, um, so I can concentrate and see what they have in store for us 
after after this break. It's been a longer break, I probably for most people. Although we've got a good group of folks that have uh, also stuck with us week by week, so they're in the same boat. But also probably another mixed um, part of our group that uh, has went ahead and finished them. So maybe they they've had to wait longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested to see how they're going to come back after this episode and after this half. What did you think about this episode this week? Really curious to hear hear your mm. thoughts. It was okay. okay. I actually, yeah. I had some complaints. Um, some of it is just like, and we'll get to it when we get to points. Like some of it's just my own expectations that I can't blame the show for. But then mm-hmm. also, I don't. I have some legitimate complaints about some of the storytelling and choices that were made in this episode. Okay, where I feel like they just kind of rushed some things, and it didn't make a lot of sense in order for them to get to a midpoint that they wanted to get to. It it felt a little rushed. You know, I don't I don't disagree with that. And it's interesting why they would feel the need for that when we're only on the fifth episode of a ten yeah. episode season. Yeah. You know, you've still got several episodes, a handful, in fact, and a whole break, you know, to 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 get there. And I thought the same thing. I, I was curious about some of the choices uh, for for this. And I don't know, you know, I, I again, because I've up at least until this point, I've tried not to read too much news. Um, because, so I wasn't spoiled. I, I should hopefully after tonight be OK to go Google since the um, second half isn't out yet and see if if it was um, an informed decision or choice to split like whose decision was it was it just netflix because they've been kind of doing this more and more did the showrunners have a part in it to say hey we'd love to have this break because xyz reasons and netflix is like okay sure that makes sense we'll give that to you um was this intentional you know was this an intentional place to leave us hanging at episode five and have the break um you know i'd be really curious to know that because you've got five more episodes why does it seem like we're like full steam ahead you mm-hmm. know pushing things forward so i i agree with you um yeah i i'm sure we'll get into to some of those um during our points but i agree with you this this episode i didn't hate it or anything but i, I yeah i am curious about their decisions i have a few questions and i'm probably gonna be like i don't know like I'm flip-flopping all over the place as far as like my suspects and my <laughs> theories. So I don't know. I'm I'm probably just going to make everyone crazy. Um, so just bear with me and uh, appreciate your patience in advance. Um, mm-hmm. With that being said, why don't you go ahead and kick us off with your number one this week? All right. Uh, first one. It's again, this is just like a shorter. I've got four because there's a really... Nice. Only four storylines that I could, like really yeah, follow. It's kinda... a condensed, yeah. It's mm-hmm. not a lot um, spread out. So yeah. Uh, so do them in the order of least importance to the story, but I, I guess I don't know. Because uh, I just want to start with um, Phoebe and Adam, uh, <laughs> America and England's favorite couple. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, that there was. It was an interesting little storyline, side story, side plot with these two. Uh, starting, of course, uh, Phoebe coming in to interrupt the body hiding process that Kate and Joe are in the middle of. 
where Joe kind of has to throw Adam under the bus a little bit to get her to leave, which does she doesn't pick up on that hint. And then Kate just tells her to leave like me and Jonathan are having sex. Go <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> that Phoebe can understand. Yes. Um, <laughs> there was this wonderful kind of dark humor about Phoebe sitting on the chest where Gemma is stuffed in. Uh, I do really appreciate and enjoy the dark humor kind of things like that, especially then after Phoebe leaves, whenever like she falls through the bottom of it, it was hysterical to me. Yes. But anyway, (laughs) um, during that conversation where they're trying to get her out of the room, you said last week, so it did confirm that with Phoebe definitely is the kind of person she's the type to be totally okay with Adam having side flings with employees men or women doesn't matter to her it's the hiding it that bothers her she's like if he wants to you know if he wants to like sleep around with other people we want to be open that's totally fine it's just that he's not telling me about these things and that's why i'm worried uh which then joe kind of let slip a little bit because it throws him under the bus about this kink situation so then when phoebe uh, interrogates adam about that kink uh she doesn't manage to get to the golden shower thing because Thank God it's not the falling down the stairs thing. I don't know what that is. Never heard of it, but that's dangerous. Um, Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, please, Phoebe, don't do that. I, I didn't look that one up, but I did look uh, up the cake sitting, mm-hmm. and I was afraid. Um, <laughs> I'm always a little a strange one. like, do I, wanna, do I want that in my search history? Right. Um, but I went ahead, and it's really not that terrible. It's it really is, not bad. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I've never, I don't think I've ever heard of it, but it's not terrible. Well, look, okay, that's not a right thing to say. No, there are no kinks. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't want to say that any of them are terrible. I'll just say that they're not my thing. Right. Um, but it's, it's essentially just um, a, a girl sitting on her birthday cake. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, okay. It's literally what it sounds like. Yeah. It's, it's just, literally, it's cake sitting. Just sitting on cakes. Uh, a girl people sitting on her cake. Birthday cake. Enjoy that. You know, whatever. You know, I'm not going to yuck your yum. You do what you do. Um, that's fine. <laughs> Maybe I, yeah. I prefer my cakes not sat on, but you know, you do you. Uh- <laughs> the only concerns I have is, goodness, the places that cake is going to go. If you're, right. not- <laughs> if you're not wearing uh, any undergarments, you know, there's a thing like food play, man. You, mm-hmm. you know, there are some things you don't want around that area when you're a woman. And, you know. Mm-hmm. It gets into places. That's all. Yes. <laughs> Unless there's some other intentions behind that. I don't know what's happening with the cake after it happens. I don't know if it's just the the visual of the 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 girl sitting on the cake. I'm not sure. But I was like, okay, I'm glad. I, I didn't mind looking that one up. That one was like a safe, right? Like, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm okay yeah. with that. It's it's it wasn't like the Cleveland steamer or something like that. Oh, God. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. <laughs> anyway but yes you're right um uh, she she's very open <laughs> yeah uh but yeah this that whole scene of them kind of working all this out together l- led to some golden sorry for the pun uh humor <laughs> uh lots of great stuff uh i love how whenever she's like okay we'll go for this that's fine and she goes get on the floor <laughs> there's that pause that moment where she realized she goes i'm not gonna pee all over my bed floor floor is where we're gonna go uh <laughs> there was still carpet though i, was I know like, oh, phoebe get some towels or something uh, i don't right. know right put a towel the down bathroom uh, yeah. 
Which is it? Yeah. Is it weird that like my thought, cause like Adam takes off his shirt and lays down and I was like, okay, you took your shirt off, but, uh, why are you leaving your pants on, dude? Those are actually some really cool slacks and you're going to get those peed on. Like take those off too. Why is that the thing I'm worried about? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's legit. It's legit. I'm with you. I was worried about the carpet. Yeah. like, lay something down, go on a hard floor, mm. go in the bathroom. I don't know. Right. That's what the tub's there for, right? Um. <laughs> shower. Go in the actual uh, shower literal. for yeah. the cold <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, not, I just, I, I've not done that. So I don't know, but I'm just thinking practicalities of, of, right. of liquid being involved and mm-hmm. easy cleanup. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Make it easy on yourself, you know? Right. Think ahead. Planning. Uh <laughs> We learned that Adam's kink's not just the P thing. Uh, it is a like power thing for him, but not necessarily him holding power over somebody, but it's this power switch where there's something enticing to him about having somebody that he holds power or status over and having that person rise up to take power or status over him. I, I kind of get it, I guess. You know, <laughs> like it makes sense. Um, and that's why it's not really working with Phoebe. So unfortunately that causes her to break up with him. So now he will j- uh, blame Jonathan, uh, or Joe, you know, for telling her about this kink situation, which, how did he know? Adam's still really confused. It's like, Jonathan told you? <laughs> how does he know about any of this? Exactly. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was an interesting scene. Again, my favorite line from it is just because it's delivered with such sincerity. <laughs> I was ready to piss on your face to prove I'm enough for you. And you clearly don't want this. And you refuse to tell me why uh, <laughs> I'm going to find a way to use that <laughs> in, in my daily life. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so it was fun. And then it kind of jumps, you know, to more of the end of the episode where Adam's been knocked out and Phoebe's kind of cradling him there. And then he wakes up and they're saying, I love you back and forth to each other. And I had this note, I'm just like, is it weird that I'm actually really strongly hoping for and rooting for Adam and Phoebe as a couple? Like, why am I that invested in their relationship now? I don't know, but I am. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) I get it. So, yeah. So I just wanted to talk about, yeah, their little side plot because it was hilarious, but also kind of touching in a way, like seeing their interactions and. The fact that Phoebe kind of lets him go more out of love and care for him being fulfilled. It's mm-hmm. like they're such stupid side characters, but yet this show does know how to like make these people like caricatures of something, but also really ground them and make them human at the same time. I agree. I agree. And I think out of the group, Phoebe is that for me. I'm like you. I I, mm-hmm. I like Phoebe. I think we talked about her before and how She's really grown on me, and I think she has the best heart out of everyone in the group. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally, totally feel you on that one. Anything else? That's it. Okay, okay. Well, good, because that, well, not good that that's all all that you had to say, but I'm glad that was your (laughs) point, because that was also one of my points, but not just about Phoebe, but like the group in general, you know, Mm -hmm. who who we've got um, so far. Uh, left in this this group and some of the happenings that are um, occurring in this episode. This episode had a little bit of a weird energy, and yeah, I, I don't know if I can quite pinpoint it, but 
And we've talked often this um, so far during the season about the 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 weird quirks of this group, and like you just very well put caricatures, you mm-hmm. know, of of people, and I'm sure that's intentional. But it was just very weird. This group of people, when when rolled, I'm going to kind of jump ahead a little bit. I won't go into a lot of detail, but when rolled has J- Joe. Uh, down on the floor or down on his knees in front of everyone and he's holding a gun in front of him and he's just <laughs> gonna like execute him in front of everyone everyone's just like yeah okay you know <laughs> it's just they're they're just so flat and yeah. i understand that they're all that like they've been up all night they're all just over consumed with drugs and alcohol <laughs> but still like they just don't care at all, and they don't seem to be concerned that one of their friends, like they just learned that one of their friends was murdered. Um, they don't seem to be concerned that there's a killer, you know, eliminating them, and that they happen to be there with them. Like mm-hmm. they didn't es- escape in quotes to the country like they thought they did to get away and kind of hide out. Um, th- it, they're actually still in danger, and they're just like. Uh, oh, well, not in the drawing room, Rold. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, okay. There's like zero reaction. And it's just this weird, weird group. And I know we've had some strange characters that we've, you know, kind of mocked and made fun of and rolled our eyes at it, how absurd, you know, that they can be and how outrageous. But this season really takes the cake. And again, maybe it's intentional, but... Out of the group, I do definitely, for me, sta- uh, Phoebe stands out. I do yeah. like her. I think she, she's, I think, out of touch, you know, as, as many rich people can be. But, you know, we talked a lot about her last week and how she didn't seem to love this or, or share that same attitude that, like, Gemma and a few of the others, like, when they were being very rude and demeaning and dehumanizing to the staff and just their attitudes in general. She seems to have a good and caring heart. And it really shows like you were talking about in the um, scene with Adam, you know, I love her attitude. You know, she's like, there's no room for shame in the boudoir. You know, I love that. You know, she's, she's, seems to be a really good person at heart um, to, um, you know, embrace Adam's kink and be open to trying it with him. Like she was pretty much open to whatever, you know, it's just like, do you want to do some pegging? And (laughs) he was really trying to get back around to that. (laughs) He was, he was. Yeah. He really was not open to, to the the you know golden shower with her at all um for you know reasons that he talked about but you know she was like oh is it this is it this i'm i'm down for anything and like you said her biggest problem was not so much that he was into these things or even doing them with other people to kind of get that fix but it was important to her that they share that together you know like mm-hmm. hey i'm willing to do these things with you and you know um she wanted to be the person as a partner to him to to fulfill those things for him and i think it was really smart for her to realize that his hang up on not being able to do this with her and this dynamic between them um you know when she realized that and and realized that well, we we should break up like we we might love each other but it's like not enough um to stay together if if you know, we get married and then you're going to go off to other people for doing these things and I can't be enough for you. And, um, you know, I, I thought that was really smart of her. So I, 
Mm-hmm. Phoebe is definitely more endearing to me than the rest of them. Adam wasn't so bad. I mean, he's he's a bit of a dick, but he seemed slightly more down to earth than some of the others. But boy, he sure yeah. turned on Joe in a hurry. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. I'm like, dude, he didn't even really sell you out. He didn't say what you were into. Just that, you know, you had this kink and, um, you know, it's Adam's fault, not Joe's, that yeah. stuff went weird between him and Phoebe. So... So I don't know, but just a weird energy. I wasn't quite sure what to think about that scene with um, Rold having Joe in front of them. And just, I'm like, I don't know this, this, I, I, I just don't think I've really been able to kind of put some thoughts around it yet, even after having watched it twice, you know, yeah. I'm not sure where I landed on it. So I don't know. It was kind of a weird one. So but that's that's my number one. So I kind of, you know, and you mentioned the dark humor. I did, you know, kind of cackle, you know, as they're just casually Joe and uh, Kate are, you know, just throwing Gemma in some antique furniture <laughs> to move her and she plops out the bottom. And then, yeah. like you said, Phoebe sits down on I'm just like, oh, my God. Uh, and I did <laughs> cackle when they threw her body out the window. Adam's sitting there like snorting <laughs> coke and he le- as he leans <laughs> down to snort coke. Uh, you just see her body just drop and plummet. Right. <laughs> I laughed. Oh, Jesus, mm. I like it. It was a humorous scene, and this kind of goes into a later point, but not, but not really. Uh, because it was one of the things that I thought was strange for this episode, though. As funny as that was, mm-hmm. it it took me out of some of the realism that this show has. This show can be off the wall for sure. But stakes usually still remain pretty high. And and so that scene did feel a little cartoony. Yeah. Kind of dropping Jim out the window. Because I was like, that's... Especially because there's people that are right down there that if anybody would have just been facing the window. Mm-hmm. It's like, it seems like a very risky move. It's definitely not something that the careful Joe Goldberg we know would do. So I kind of had to call BS on it a little bit. I'm like... They're just put, pulling something together to get her out of the room to add drama. But it's like, would Joe really do that? I don't think he would. Like, it feels kind of out of character for him. Yeah, you're right. He's he's usually a lot more careful. Yeah, it's a very different season. I, I'm mm-hmm. s- still, I, I have a lot of thoughts. I don't know if any of them make sense or, you know, how it will all wrap up and what will come to be. But um yeah, it's different. What's your next point? Uh, well, you were talking about like that rolled scene, so that'll kind of tie into it a little bit. But I did have another little random note about like the others, because it's literally the only extra note I have that doesn't fit into a point. So I'll throw it in there. Because I will say I did get quite a chuckle out of Sophie and Blessing being just so blasted <laughs> sitting on that couch where even uh, Kate was like, are you not concerned that that rolls out there running around with a gun trying to kill people? And they're like, I love that both of them go, no. And then blessing is like, I say off with his fucking head. And Sophie just goes here. Like, it's just very like, <laughs> they are stoned out just of their minds. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe but yeah, so the- getting them through it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, so the next point, yeah, is rolled. I just wanted to talk a lot about mm. rolled here. Uh, you know, when we first see him this episode, he's wanting to have a word with Joe uh, or Jonathan to him. Uh, but, but he'll party downstairs until then, 
which that whole scene, <laughs> the group's just droning on and on about how much, you know, power and influence they should be having, you know, since they're these rich aristocrats. And the line that, that killed me both times watching it is blessings going, and we wouldn't have to cower out here in the country. I'm like, <laughs> ah, yes, with all this blaring dance music and drinking and party games and cocaine, you're really cowering, aren't you? Yeah. That's an- <laughs> Sounds terrible. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I had to question Rold and his reasoning and things in this episode, because before he goes and gets Joe, this is something I was not very sure about, is we see that he overhears Kate and Phoebe talking about how the killer is definitely not Joe or Jonathan, that he has these, there's like proof, these reasons that it's not him. And so then he goes and confronts and grabs Jonathan and then tells everyone that he definitely is the killer, even though he just overheard Kate and Phoebe talking about how he wasn't. And I was very confused by that. <laughs> you know, it is, but is that what did he actually hear that part? I'm racking my brain now. I, now I honestly don't remember. Well, because um, it takes place because they show heard. Phoebe and Kate talking. It was just like, yeah, because the last thing she says is like, you know, for a moment, I was really convinced it was Jonathan. And then Phoebe's like, wow, imagine that. Good thing it's not. And then it goes to Rold. Like, it's literally the last okay. thing they said. <laughs> like, you know, So. Huh. Yeah, that's that's us. And so I, that's what I was wondering. Is like, is it still rolled? Like. But then the whole Reese of everything, and then I was like, there's still really no other reason it would be rolled other than like a lot of his actions based on that are really weird and suspicious. Like, why is he so focused on on getting Joe out of the picture and blaming him when he doesn't have a lot to go off of? Like, yeah, he walked into him with Gemma's body, but the reason he knew he was there is because Phoebe and Kate were literally talking about like, he went back to go get the bracelet that I left there after we did this and this and this. Like, he heard the story, so I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he thinks that he, that, that Joe, Jonathan, has fooled Phoebe and Kate because he did admit to what he did to Malcolm. Um, mm. I, I don't know if he heard that part. I don't uh, think so, unless unless Kate would have told Phoebe that part too, because that was just between the two. Yeah, that's true. When they were in the larder, when Kate mm-hmm. and Joe were in the larder, some of these events are getting a little twisted for me. They're because <laughs> they all happen in this everything. Like you said, the episode seemed kind of rushed. So because yeah. of the the very quick succession from scene to scene to scene to scene. They're starting to blur a little bit, and they keep going back to like the same place. Like they went to Joe went back to the larder, you know, twice. And yeah. Then we had the scene uh, with him in in front of the group, and then Phoebe and Kate come down there. I'm just, I think some of the events are starting to blur a little bit for me, and I'm rem- I'm not remembering the order correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that is a little curious. Then if he if he's hearing that, maybe he's just not convinced. You it know? could be. I, yeah. I, I I don't know if he's just he himself feels so strongly protective towards kate or something right because i feel like so i was saying last week because i felt like a lot of what happened last week between the two of them was because rold had already convinced himself that jonathan was the killer so mm-hmm. it could just be carrying over it just but it seemed like a weird timing to be like 
good thing Jonathan's not the killer. Oh no, Roald hurt him. It must be Jonathan. Like it was just a weird one to the next. And it could just be, he just doesn't like him. Yeah. Like (laughs) I, I don't like you. You're, you're enroaching on my territory. You know, he, he wants to be with Kate. He knows there's something going on between Jonathan. I keep saying Joe um, and, and Kate. And because he doesn't even bother, he was really interested in if Joe was guilty or not, he would have went and got Kate and Phoebe and said, okay, well, let's clear this up. Let's talk it out. Let's find out what happened, you know? Yeah. Instead of saying, you know, nope, we're just, you know, going to play this game, you know? Right. Um, So maybe he just doesn't like him. Yeah. Which the way he just. It is funny that he was accusing Joe of all these things that like <laughs> Josie and his like this sounds like you that you're talking about. Like the whole obsession and the You. Like yeah. can I the role defenses on so many different things. The way he is like so if, if using the role defense, it's perfectly okay to take creepy pictures of people, regardless of their consent, as long as it's art, it's right? Art. Like, no, I'm an artist. It's fine. Um, so keep that in mind, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> And then, of course, Roald's going to pull the my uncle's a judge and he'll let me get away with murder card. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, and then after Joe runs off, I'm going peasant hunting. I was like, how long did you have that one in your back pocket, Roald? You you were dying to use that one, weren't you? He's, he's been um, wordsmithing <laughs> on that for yeah. a while. He was really proud of yeah. himself. Was, yeah. It was a crowning achievement. Uh, watching Roald running with that gun like through the woods, I almost half expected him to to break into song just <laughs> when it comes to killing poor guys i'm the top of my class while you've been hiding i've been kicking some ass i know nice. the best form of defense is attack i know what i'm fighting for i'm a soldier at war that's the song he sings in and in the apocalypse so that's why i was <laughs> uh same that's, actor i mentioned that before that he's yeah. in that and so that's like that's his song, his big song from that movie. And so I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> ready for it. Uh-huh. He probably is. It is a little Disney-esque, a little yes. bit like the, you know, the, the <laughs> bad guy chasing the good guy. And, and there's, mm-hmm. there's a song interlude and he's singing as he's chasing him. Yeah, it was a little, little cartoony. Right. There. Yeah. Yeah. If people haven't seen it in the apocalypse, then yeah. Ben Wiggins, who plays Roald, sings those lyrics, but much, much better and in tune and in a rhythm than I did. Oh, I think and, did quite well. <laughs> and if you want to see him in his best Negan get up with like the leather jacket and swinging a baseball bat around on the hoods of cars while singing that song, it's a pretty great little musical number and scene. Cool. But yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. And to go from that to then kind of, you know, uh, Joe knocks him out and then, it's got to be strange for him to wake up and then the person that he has been so convinced is the killer is now also chained up in this burning room with him. And it was a real toss up for me whether Joe was going to save Roald. I felt like I was just like mm-hmm. the way he was just like, fuck this guy. He's an asshole. He was he was he was chasing me down with a gun to kill me. And then even when he grabs that rock and Roald's like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Like he was. There's that moment, but it made sense. I was, I'm glad that Joe saved him. I was like, it's, it's a good way to get Rold's trust. And it goes a long way with getting everybody else's trust. You're dealing with the problem of, of Reese 
if that is the problem, we'll get there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I'm glad that he saves Rold at the end. I think that's, it serves him well to make that moral decision there at the end. I I think so. Um, But I would not have held it against Joe if he had just left him there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Get what you deserve, Rold. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, dude is gross, terrible, and seriously doubt that he's, I don't think we really get to see him there at the end for the episode wrapped, but seriously doubt he's changed at all or changed his tune and uh, changed for the better after that. So, um, yeah, fuck him. (laughs) Yeah, rolled. He's despicable. Well, so I I, I mentioned I'm still kind of flip-flopping on who I think um, the real you is. And I'm, I'm going back to my theory. I know I, I, I went, I had to go back and say, I, you know what? It can't be the um, Reese's made up uh, mm. because we've, Hey, he was at the funeral and he gave the speech. Um, they actually mentioned him in what the previous episode when they were going out to the country. Oh, Reese the traitor couldn't join us. Yeah. Um, so he was actually mentioned. So we know he exists. So I would like to modify <laughs> my theory because now I am back to thinking it's Joe um, as, as the suspect and who, who's really killing everyone. Because I think Reese is a real person. I think we do have some evidence for that. I do think. He is running for mayor. We saw that, right? We saw he's having a TV interview. Seems like a real person. Um, I don't think Joe was imagining that. But I am not convinced that Joe has actually met Reese. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of feeling that same thing. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm keeping a foot on that conspiracy ride for sure. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> Good, because I feel like mm. I feel like I'm having to sell this um, mm-hmm. to 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 you and to everyone listening. So we we've had we because we still have some of the scenes that I've mentioned before where there hasn't been any interaction between Reese and other characters, with the exception of Joe. You know, we had the mm-hmm. art gallery, that dinner party uh, when Joe responds to him, and Adam looks at him like, "Hey." What would you say? Uh, or, or you said mm-hmm. what? Um, and, and the others that we've mentioned before. Um, the fact Joe, yes, is always usually nearby one of the scenes of the of the, whatever crime that week, um, and he's always unconscious. Um, mm-hmm. It's like Nadia said. There's no coincidences. Um, and it, it just doesn't. I don't know. It's the only thing really that's making sense for me. And I think, you know, Nadia giving Joe the book, Reese's book, mm-hmm. that he really liked the book. Maybe he identified with Reese in some way yeah. because of whatever story, uh, his story in his book. And it made him feel because he's really alone in London, right? Like he is, Joe is completely isolated. So maybe it made him feel a little less isolated. Maybe he felt like, oh, wow. I really relate to this guy. Um, 
And look, Joe, it wouldn't be, I don't think, that much of a stretch to say that like Joe could really be kind of losing it. Look at everything he's done and seen and been through in his life. You know, the people yeah. he's killed, the the crimes he's committed, covered up. Um, you know, so it wouldn't be that far of a stretch to think that he's beyond. Um mm-hmm. And when Roald is going through the murders and talking about how likely it was Joe, you're like, yeah, 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 that makes sense. And (laughs) it reminded me of, and this, this was going to take you back. Do you remember in season two, two, when 40 and Joe were on acid in the hotel Mm -hmm. and Ordy is sitting on the floor. He's got like his whole whiteboard with the post-it notes. And he. Yeah, they're working on that screenplay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he, but when 40, 40 is like hyper-focused and he describes exactly what happened to Beck. Mm-hmm. And Joe freaks out like, oh shit, because he was so accurate. It feels like the same thing here with Rold. It, and it, so it's like, Reese, the one that Joe is interacting with, is the part of Joe that still wants to kill people (laughs) or or is killing people, while the real Reese is out there living his life and has never met Joe and doesn't know who he is. I'm very on board with that with that theory. I especially after this episode where they give us it's Reese, and it's like I don't it's still Joe's the only person that sees or talks to him mm-hmm. in this episode uh was not rolled is yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so i i guess we get in this back half does joe back in london now finally you know do does meet up with reese and confronts him and i could just see reese montrose mayoral candidate being like and who exactly are you <laughs> you know like <laughs> do i know you yeah uh, <laughs> Yeah, we haven't seen, because I don't, we didn't see them interact at the funeral when Reese was actually there. Um, so we've only seen the other interactions that we've talked about. And the text thing, those um, text messages he's getting from that app, that those even sound like Joe. Like, it, I know one of them said, hello, you. Yeah. That's, that's Joe. <laughs> I know it's like somebody could get all the backstory, like, you know, background information about his past and the things he's done. But how are you going to know what his inner monologue says to himself? Like, you know, all the time. You can't, That's not something you can research. Yeah. Yeah. I just I, I don't think that Joe is able to reconcile this life in London where he's trying to be a good person. You know, he he said early on, uh, like in episode one, I'm not going to kill anymore. I'm going to prove it to you, Marianne. You know, um, I don't think he's able to reconcile what he's done in the past with trying to be this good person. And I don't believe that there is a, 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 his obsession or victim. It's It's him. He's his obsession. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I mean, the killer's always been Joe, right? From season one, you know, Peach, 
um, Ellie, oh, I feel bad. I don't remember Ellie's sister's name, um, but Ellie's sister that he murdered mm-hmm. and he ruined Ellie's life. Um, the people he killed at Madre Linda, um, you know, the list, it goes on and on and on. I mean, I, I don't have the full list of Joe's, you know, body count. Um, but I, there, there isn't anyone for Joe to obsess or to, you know, to, to have, it's him. Um, yeah. So I, f- I feel like he's still continuing the same cycle. He, he just keeps repeating because this is what he knows. And I think he's kind of gaslighting himself a little bit, you know, um, in, into all of this. And I think that he's projecting himself onto who he thinks Reese is. And that's this projection of Reese, you know, that he interacts with. Um, so I just, he's writing the narrative here, Joe, I think. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's, that's my theory. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of keeping with, with that first theory that I had a, a several episodes ago, but I'm kind of modifying it a little bit because I did get kind of knocked <laughs> and be like, okay, so Reese is a true person. However, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. So you said that you had thoughts about that. Do you have a point about that as well? Cause I, that's yeah. pretty much what I wanted to say about that part. So I'm, I'm interested if you have a point about that, go ahead and feel free to jump in. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, that's my next point. Um, <clears throat> Reese or niece. Yeah, these are not working. They have not worked since the first time. It's not a thing. I don't know why I keep uh, trying. Um, no. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> uh, say so Joe or no is great. Rolled or nulled, not good. Reese or niece, just not good. Terrible. Um, <laughs> but, you know, got to do it. Uh, yeah, because it is, I question a lot of the same things and kind of modified that theory that you had brought up. Of course, there were moments also where I was still questioning rolled again. I mentioned that earlier, just kind of his suspiciousness and there's still some weird motives. Totally. But then, yeah, definitely Reese being in Joe's head to some extent, like I said, he's the only one who interacted with Reese this episode. Joe was, you know, you can actually kind of see where, okay, did he knock out rolled? and then go into some kind of weird fugue state and end up chaining both of them up, chained himself up. I don't know. Like I said, keep that foot on the conspiracy ride. Uh, Cause if we, if we want to take the show at face value, then the killer has been revealed as Reese, mm-hmm. which was kind of my initial suspect, which like I said, I was like, I'm a little disappointed, but that's not the show's fault. That's on me for having different expectations. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just so weird. Like some of the things that make me wonder though, is like, well, how does J- Joe know about certain things? Like, this basement that they're locked up in, which that scene was so weird. Reese explaining that. Cause I was like, so Reese is saying that the secret dungeon basement is soundproof, but there's this clear, like grate to the outside right by the house. Right. <laughs> so I'm having a hard time believing that it's soundproof or even secret. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kate found it like, pretty, pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was a weird line to even include in there. Um, but then I was wondering, I was like, Joe seems to be too bothered, a little too bothered by the thought of killing someone and then pinning the other murders on that person. Like when, when Reese is just like, well, you kill Rold and then we'll pin all the murders on him. And he's like, pin the murders on Rold? And I'm thinking, is like, yeah, who would ever think of doing something like that? Like you did with Love and Gil and 
John Stamos. Well, he, they, he didn't kill that character, but he is in prison for being framed. Uh, <laughs> you know, so it was weird that he's like so taken aback by that thought when he's done it multiple times himself already. It is. So it's like not really a Reese idea. That's that's a classic Joe idea. Mm-hmm. But, but, but it's crossing a line when it's benefiting someone else, not you. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I agree it's bad, but it seems very hypocritical of Joe. But he's always quite hypocritical. Honestly, that's part yes. of his character. So makes sense. And then we get that Reese isn't stupid. If it is Reese, uh, Joe is overplaying his hand a little bit there with the, you know, yeah, what's our plan? Or, you know, what are we going to do? You're right. I'm so excited to be killing people with you. Uh, <laughs> you know, Joe's never really fully on board with him. Uh, so Reese is just going to set the whole place on fire. You know, if Joe wants to escape so bad, then we'll see if you can. And then if so, we'll continue this later. We'll see if I can bring out the person that I believe is in there, which I look as another clue to this possible theory that we've been talking about. The fact that Reese is so obsessed with Joe facing who he really is mm-hmm. just feels like such a clue that like we're trying to get to a point where it's Joe trying to get himself to um, admit and accept who he really is. Uh, I'm going with that. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I hundred percent. Um, the, one of the taglines, and I think it was one of the main ones for season four for the uh, show this season was wherever you go, there you are. Mm-hmm. And yeah, <laughs> it's pretty, <laughs> kind of on the nose. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you said, maybe try because you can't. And what that it can you can probably take it a couple different ways, but I think the the core meaning of it is is that like wherever you go, your problems are always going to be there. You can't run away from your problems; they're always going to be there. Um, but it could also be you know thinking that Reese, is, at least the Reese that he's interacting with, is this other version of Joe trying to get him to confront who he really is. Like, dude. You're fooling yourself. You can't be a good person. You're never going to be a good person. You're always going to be a killer. You're, you know, um, you you can't run away with that, from that, and you can't change it. So, yeah, I agree. And the thing about the dungeon, uh, I feel like we didn't get to really fully see how Joe got out of those handcuffs, but it felt very different than how rolled. Like rolled, he had to take that rock and bang yeah. it on there to be able to get them off. Joe did something different. We didn't really get to see, but he did something different. So I, I honestly just don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he he was able to kind of latch himself in there in some way, but also in a way that he was able to get out of. I I think he also was able to find some way to be able to kick that lantern over. And the fact that Roald was unconscious the entire time, again, to not yeah. see Reese for himself. It's just too convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see where things go, because then even after everything, where Joe sits now, as we see, you know, the others trust Joe that's, you know, that he's not the killer at this point. But did he tell them that it was Reese? At least that's what he's thinking. Like, it's never stated whether he did or not. You'd think he would tell them, you know, go ahead and just bring hell down on Reese. The only downside I could think of is. Let's say it really is Reese Mondros. That's the killer. Mm -hmm. I think that Joe would be smart enough to go, okay, well, if I just bring everything down on Reese, then he's going to somehow be able to prove that I was the one that disposed of Malcolm's body. And then I'm tied into it still, you know? So 
Simon's he's got stakes. Simon's in it. ear is still missing out there somewhere. You know, yeah. <laughs> he, you know, uh, Malcolm's finger popped up. So it, you know, if 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 you go with that, then um, then yeah, that he would still have that hanging over him that he could mm-hmm. still somehow. Because I think, even, regardless of whatever happened and 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 Rold's attitude after this, I still don't think he likes Joe, and that he mm-hmm. would be totally fine with, you know, um, trying to take him down. Yeah. So, I'm, yeah, I'm interested to see where the back half of this goes because, like, mm-hmm. well, do we assume that the whodunit aspect is over for this season now? And now it kind of becomes this cat and mouse between Joe and Reese or Joe and Joe, or, you know, is there still a wild twist around the corner? We have to wait and see, but I'm, I, I feel like that might be kind of the end of the classic, you know, whodunit murder mystery kind of thing was that was the first half of the season. And I think the back half is going to switch styles up on us again, which I'd love to see what they do with it. Maybe it'd be something completely different. Maybe. Yeah. I'm curious too, because, um, yeah i don't know i've got a point about that too but you know like what if um because i I'm, I'm still thinking i could be wrong but you know when you were talking about the episode feeling a little rushed i was like wait a minute we're we're revealing like because there, there still has to be a twist right i feel like yeah knowing this show whatever it's going to be revealing who this killer is on episode five in a 10 episode season just was like, wait, what? Uh, so yeah. What are they going to do with it at this point? If, if, if we're to believe that, like you said, to take it at face value, I don't know It it felt a little weird. I was like, Whoa, you know, which I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe wouldn't be such a great idea if they just continued to drag it out until maybe the final episode or something. But it just seemed very quick, like Reese runs into the room. Oh, it's me. And then he goes through the (laughs) whole thing of explaining his whole plan and what he's going to do. And I'm just like, what? Come Mm -hmm. on. This is no, not buying it. (laughs) Yeah, we'll have to see. And then just a random note, kind of a tangent, but something I've, just really noticed in this episode when he's watching Reese on TV. Mm-hmm. Why does Joe own such an old TV? <laughs> like, I get that he's got a bit of a vintage retro vibe, but like that is it's 2023. That is some terrible quality. You can't enjoy the last of us on that television. That is not <laughs> not getting the full cinematic experience on that TV for sure. It's like eh. It is way beyond time. You you should invest in a better TV than that. Come on, man. Especially when you're so isolated. If you're not, if you're trying to avoid other people, get you a nice TV for that flat, man. What is that? <laughs> I, I tell you, the good, you know, the thing about being an introvert, you know, I've got the gadgets, got, you know, mm. good TV because I'm not leaving home. I'm, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm here all the time. So I want to, you know, make sure I've got the good, good stuff to watch it on. Um, yep. But, you know, yeah, you make a really good point. And it was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> um, but, you know, also, it does fit with Joe's aesthetic. And he's also, a, I think, more of a reader. Joe doesn't yeah. uh, strike me as someone who watches a lot of TV other than maybe right. catching some of the news. But, yeah, absolutely hilarious. That <laughs> the fact that TV still worked. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like that tube in that TV would have burned out a long time ago. Yeah. What do I know? <laughs> 
Um, I know you just had a point. Is it my turn? Yes. Okay. Okay. I think this is my last point. So, um, because I think we've covered most of my notes already. So this is my last one. Um, so, okay. So let's play devil's advocate for a a moment. I I love that we're both on the same page as far as our, our theories of what's really going on, but let's play devil's advocate and take it at face value. And let's say Reese is the killer. I don't know that I have answers for this. It's more questions. It, would it? Do you think it's possible that Joe really was trying to change this time? There are some things that kind of fit with that. He did seem uh, pretty horrified when he thought Kate was the killer there in the beginning when he walks in and he thinks she's you and thinks that she's mm-hmm. the one that's killed Gemma. Um, he was appalled. You know, um, gave him flashbacks of love. <laughs> flashbacks of love is that it where did, like, is that where people are thinking? Getting you, you mentioned before that there were some theories floating around out there that love is going to make an appearance, or yeah, I don't know where people are coming up. Like other than yeah, like I mean, like we saw her in that like little flashback thing, like just mm-hmm. in his mind, and then. Yeah, I don't know. There might be other. I haven't watched any trailers for the second half or something. I haven't either. I'm trying to not. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> we hadn't finished, so I, I I don't know either. But you know, he 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 seems p- completely horrified, um, which kind of doesn't match previous seasons. Uh, if when he's walked in, <laughs> other than just thinking like, about the things he had to do for love, uh. <laughs> <laughs> And just being yes. like, oh, this shit again? Why do I keep following for these psychopaths like me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he is fitting the pattern for sure. Um, so, you know, do we think that Joe is no longer rationalizing his misdeeds? It's like he's, he's the circumstances that keep presenting themselves to him. He wakes up and finds Malcolm's body. He walks in and, and finds Simon. You know, it. You know, do we, it doesn't sound like he's trying to, you know, maybe cover it up, but he's just like, well, I'm trying to, to do this for the right reasons, protecting myself. I'm trying to protect other people to you. Um, and instead of projecting that on, he, you know, like what he went through, right? Because we saw the flashbacks. He um, sat and thought about it and he's like, oh, okay, well, this makes sense. Um, that's a little bit uncharacteristic for him based on previous seasons. And I really do, you know, wonder if, mm-hmm. again, playing devil's advocate, if we're supposed to take this at face value, because I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, you, I don't know what to expect. I don't know where they're going with this, revealing Reese so soon and what we're supposed to get from that. You know, could have him going to London really be his fresh start? He really seemed impacted and seemed to really believe what he said when he was talking to Kate about having to leave Henry behind you know, hoping that he would have a better life than what he did when he was growing up, that, you know, the, like, the nurture would outweigh the, the nature, right? Um, we've talked a lot about that in this series, you know, nature versus nurture and being who you are and, you know, um, how, how you're growing up versus what's inside of you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he wasn't wrong about the things that he said about Malcolm and what drove him to cover it up. Yeah. At least if we believe what we, what we saw and if we believe him. So, I don't know. I guess 
there are some things that can make you, or for me, maybe I'll speak for myself, that can make you lean on the side of, no, take his face value. Joe really is trying to turn his life around. He is doing some terrible things here, um, but he seems more on the up and up than what he would have been before. Even the saving of Rold. Like, Rold is a freaking tool Mm -hmm. and just absolutely the worst. (laughs) I think in season one, Joe would have just killed the guy, like Benji. He just would have been like, forget you. But he didn't. He, he, he ended up saving him even after he was chasing him through the woods with a freaking shotgun and was about to kill him in front of everyone. Right. So I, I see that there is some argument for that side of, of what we're at least being shown, but at the same time and why I go back to my original theory is Joe is an unreliable narrator. So, Mm. so I don't know. And it, it, it could be both. It honestly could be yeah. both, where it's this, what, who Joe is on the inside, this kind of, you know, subconscious Joe versus who he wants to become, battling it out, where he's trying to do better and he is making these better choices, but there also is this part of him on the inside that is killing people and trying to prove to him that that's who he really is. It could be just a battle of himself against yeah, himself. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to be open and because I don't I don't want to mm-hmm. get stuck on a particular uh line of thinking or stuck on a theory and just be like, oh no, this is how it is. I mean, this is what I perceive it to be, because I'm just again not really buying the whole thing of, you know, oh, it's Reese. Um even though he was on my suspect list, you know, in the beginning, like, oh, this dude is kind of sus and, you know, not sure about him. But, um, yeah, you know, I just I'm not quite buying it, but I'm also trying to be open, realizing that I can definitely be wrong. And I'm not sure what they're going to do now that, you know, they've kind of ended it where they did. Uh, like you said, or is it yeah. done with their whole murder mystery season? And now, like you said, going to be this cat and mouse, whether it's between Joe and himself, Joe and Reese. Um, or or what they're gonna do next? Five whole episodes to find out. Be <laughs> kind of sad with the whole murder mystery thing gone. It was kind of fun. I was really enjoying it. Yeah, I, yeah, something fresh. Nice but maybe they twist. got something even more like another kind of style and something we won't expect. So I really do I think trust they them. need to wrap it up, though. Mm. Yeah, I've been I, I've been entertained for four seasons. Yeah, it really is just a fun show that. You don't have to take too seriously because it doesn't take itself seriously. Right. That's that's what I love that they don't take themselves too seriously. They're they're having fun with it, and it's just a a silly, uh, entertaining, over the top show that has great one liners. I mean, Penn Badgley just really knocks it out of the park. Um, so, you know, I, I'm okay to be wrong. Um, you know, seeing on where they go with it, but I don't know. Maybe maybe Reese really is the killer. You know, and Joe really is, you know, trying to to stay on the straight and narrow and be a good person and actually grow as a person as he was wanting to. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. And if, if that's how it goes, then I'll follow that story and that path and be okay with however they wrap it up. I got faith that they'll wrap it pretty well. Yeah, I think so. I'm assuming, of course, that it's the last I keep saying that I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> but I think I think they need to wrap it. Um, but I, I trust they'll do it right. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see where it goes from here. I'm yeah. I'm I'm amped for the fa- uh, back half of this season. 
I am. They, as much as this episode, like I said, did feel a little awkward and rushed in a lot of places, it still leaves me wanting more. So I'm, I'm glad I've got more coming. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah, the, this episode was a little bit of a, uh, wasn't sure I felt about it, but I am still so invested and excited to see it. Um, what happens next. Yeah. Um, you said you had four yeah. points, right? That was my last one. Um, go ahead with your next one. Yes, yeah, so I've got one last one, but also I have zero other notes after these points. So like, okay. So there cool. is still kind of, yeah, where I can wrap my thoughts. Um, and yeah, just to talk about Joe and Kate specifically. Uh, oh, some of yes. Their interactions and then their story this episode. And we talked about a lot of it, you know, with his first thought seeing Kate there over Gemma, where he's like, oh, not this again. You know, it's why? Um, but then even talking with her that she would rather face the possibility of being charged as the murderer than to have her father involved in any way and let him have a hold over her. So that still speaks That's again to that. Yeah. Uh, that relationship. Uh, Joe is still fully planning on killing the killer here at the house this weekend. Uh, and for the time, he's convinced that it's Kate. But then eventually he believes her soon enough that she really did just find Gemma there. Uh, I talked about them dropping Jim out the window is a little weird choice for me. I thought as funny as it was, it seemed kind of out of character for Joe. Uh, Speaking of the character of Joe, uh, when they're at the larder, I liked that kind of quick thing. You know, it's like, gosh, it wasn't as heavy as I thought she'd be. And he goes, what's easier with two people? I suppose. Uh, <laughs> I know. And I was like, almost a nice save, but it was just a little too long of a pause. And she was suspicious of your murder cleanup abilities. Um, that, yeah. that pause was just a little <laughs> too long. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? That easier would do people. How many times have you done this? Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that leads to with a knife at his throat, Joe spilling almost everything to Kate. It's you know about Malcolm's death, taking care of that, not to be framed even gets into you know his marriage and his son won't tell her Henry's name. Uh, I'm glad that Joe's at least acknowledging the kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe. And then I was wondering, he's like, because that's the first time I've heard him even mention or think about his son really this entire season. So it's like, maybe he didn't tell her his name because he forgot it. <laughs> you know, What's his name, your son? Uh, um, uh, Joe? No, that's mine. Fuck. I mean, uh, <laughs> s- something with an H, I'm sure. Harry, Harold, Houdini, Humperdinck. Uh, you know, it's too painful. I just can't go there. That's, I just, I can't. <laughs> just can't. Don't make me say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, golly. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if anything, the whole thinking each other were murderers and then hiding a body together made the feelings between Joe and Kate even stronger. So <laughs> it's, it's a bonding experience, right? You know? uh, yeah. Then he has to go back to the larder to get the bracelet that she dropped. And that's where yeah, Kate returns to the room to see that Phoebe had found the rug. And they have that conversation, which again, Kate tells Phoebe everything about the Jimma situation, at least. Of that, sure does. God, I'm so relieved. I am so relieved it wasn't you. It's like, man, nobody really liked Gemma at all, did they? <laughs> she was tier two. Come on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then, yeah, it's got to be weird for Joe to be publicly accused of obsessing over the one woman that he really isn't. I mean, like, not in his usual way. He still exactly. kind of has some obsessive stuff about Kate, but like, 
nowhere like he usually has. Uh, which which we see really at the end of the episode, where he has changed, because he's even acknowledging that the old Joe would have risked anything and jumped at the chance to to be with Kate and not you know damn the consequences. Who cares? Because here's a woman that loves me and you can be my you. You know, like that would be the Joe we really know. Mm-hmm. But here we have Kate offering to take him out to drinks. And he's like, well, it's not just drinks. And she's like, well, wouldn't that be, you know, that wouldn't be so bad. What it like, she's literally asking him out. Where like, she's offering this, like me and you can be in a relationship, you know, things, you know, we've gone through some stuff together. There's trauma bonding here, but I feel like the, you know, feelings are real. And it's not like Joe to refuse a woman that he is <laughs> attracted to. So exactly. It is. Yeah, it, he's, he's turning her down. It, it is with this mindset of protecting her by distancing himself from her. It was like, I can't let you in on who my true self is because it's too dangerous. Because again, in his mind, maybe in reality, there's this killer who's trying to pull everything in his world and others worlds apart. But still, I think it does show that he is a very different Joe than what we are used to. The fact that he has any ability to to turn her down at all. Right. Yeah, I think Kate is the first love interest for Joe that wasn't one of like his obsessions, mm-hmm. his you. Um, which I think goes into a little bit of what I was talking about, you know, playing devil's advocate that could, you know, um Joe really be sincere and really be on the straight and narrow yeah, was and, like, and not be a killer. <laughs> it's like, wait, is Joe actually capable of normal human attraction that doesn't go too far? What? <laughs> yeah, because it developed like kind of naturally mm-hmm. in a way. I mean, under some very weird circumstances, you know, with all the murder and things going around, her being a part of a group that he hates. Again, how Joe finds himself surrounded always by this group of people he despises. I don't, I, I don't know. Um, but it, it, it seemed more natural than, uh, her being his session. Right. Like we've seen before. And I was, I was thinking so that's been different. Yeah, I was thinking we have seen Joe in like one other quote unquote normal relationship. I can't remember the lady's name for some reason. The, uh, the nurse back in season one, the neighbor's friend, cause he is dating her for a little bit, but, oh, but yeah. that still wasn't really healthy and normal because he literally was only with her just to kind of bury his obsession and try to forget about Beck. It had nothing to do with her. I don't think. So I still don't think that really qualifies. So this might be the first time he's had just a normal attraction to somebody Mm -hmm. that doesn't have some ulterior motive to it. But then he also has a strength to like choose not to be with her because he's trying to protect her, which is like actual love, not this weird, lustful obsession that he has. Yeah. The weird, sick, twisted, you know, version mm-hmm. uh, that he he would have had with everyone else. Yeah, so maybe there has been some growth uh, with with Joe, and he could still be the killer. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, the thing with him and Kate was was interesting. Um, I do like that when she finally confronted him, like, you know, who the hell are you? Why are you so good at like hiding, hiding bodies? <laughs> um, so yeah, it 
really kind of forced some things out for him. And he, you know, he did tell the truth with leaving some details out, you know, mm-hmm. about love and, you know, what happened. And <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know about him and Kate, but I don't know if I was her, uh, the whole, you know, I don't want to in- involve security or, you know, no one can find out right now or whatever. We got to figure out what to do. Um, I don't know. She's maybe a better person than me. I think I'd be picking up that phone going, Daddy. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Um, and her the whole excuse, and I get it was just a way to like, um, you know, get around Gemma and her murder and what happened. But her excuse for not saying something just seemed so flimsy. It was just like, Mm, okay right whatever i get that we just we got to go along with it it's fine so I, I i didn't really love love all of that so but yeah it that whole relationship dynamic between him and kate and his um desire for her is a lot different mm. that's not lost on me i don't know i like it that was really good um, and you said you had no other notes. Yeah, that's that's all I've got. That's all I've got too. So I think that's a good place to end it until uh our our in quotes break. Our break's only a couple of days <laughs> <laughs> till the next episode and until we're back covering the second half. Um that's a good place to wrap it for now. Um let's go ahead and jump into our listener feedback because I'm really uh, excited to hear what our listeners have to say about um, what we've seen so far. Do you want to take the first one for me? All right. The first one is from Don Elizabeth. Says, I must have slept through too much of this show. I was disappointed that Reese is you. I don't feel that enough is known about him to make me feel invested in this reveal. Looking forward to the podcast, and I'm sure you'll help me understand what I am missing. It's my own fault, as I know I don't pay enough attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if we've helped with, like, you know, I only have theories. I don't know if I can help right. you understand what's missing because I I don't know if I've got it figured out either. So, yeah, I think our our way of trying to help you with the Reese situation is by telling you maybe it's not Reese. I don't. <laughs> maybe there's still something else going on, but we don't know. Yeah, yeah. Let us let us know what you think, Don. Um, if, if if you listen and if that helps, or again, I don't I don't think I've got it figured out. I just don't believe what they're putting in front of me. Not believe in my own eyes. <laughs> um, Melissa Sapola says, I love this episode. It was completely bananas, and I wasn't expecting Joe to literally go from the hunter to the hunted. I am a little disappointed that Reese is you, because the twist of Joe being the killer would have been fun. I'm looking forward to Joe and Reese's cat and mouse game in the second half of the season. Yeah, and maybe that's what it's going to be. Yeah, it could. Yeah, it could be either way, and we'll... So we'll just have to wait and see. We don't know anything mm-hmm. else because, yeah, we're in that rare position where even if we wanted to know ahead, we we can't because we're caught up, which is weird for us. So weird. <laughs> weird place we're in. <laughs> All right. We do have an email from Gail. A long one. <laughs> That's OK. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only part that I don't like about having an email from Gail is that we don't get the amazing bird sound effects in the background. I miss I miss the birds. Yeah, I mean if you um, if you want to just tweet randomly a couple times, just 
<laughs> as I'm talking, you can't. No, <laughs> nobody wants to hear that. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, she says, hi, Rima and Pake. I am super stoked that I went week to week with you guys and now only have three days to wait for the next episode. Avoiding spoilers is going to be a nightmare after those drop. But for now, let's feedback. The Fox and the Hound. In the good old days, we were the law. Honestly, this season is working really hard to show us the most despicable underside of the British upper class. Last episode had staff throwing caged birds into the air for Rold to hunt. In this episode, Rold cartoonishly waves a gun around while spouting off waffle about making Britain great again. Then Phoebe reminisces about Gemma having her driver run over pheasants. It's almost like the show wants us to sympathize with the Eat the Rich killer. Did you notice that Rold was listening outside the door when Kate was explaining everything to Phoebe? Rold learned that Joe was not the killer and that Joe was in the larder. It allowed him to capture Joe and put on his little play in front of the collection of his morally impaired peers. Speaking of Phoebe, her dim-witted act is starting to wear thin. She shows a little too much insight into the nature of Adam's kink and what the ramifications of that are for the longevity of the relationship. She understands immediately that they need to get Kate's security on board for protection, which can be done by saying that Gemma is missing and not dead. And she explains away her effectiveness under pressure as the result of Adavan. I pointed out earlier that Phoebe is not nearly as dim as she pretends to be, and each episode gives a nod to that. There's a lot more to Phoebe than is on the surface, and I'm interested to see how involved she really is in everything that has happened. At the risk of sounding delusional myself, I want to share what I think is happening with Joe. Did you notice that when Joe woke up in the bushes, it was dark in the room that he was pushed out of? I took it to mean that Joe spent quite a bit of time unconscious. Joe was passed out when Malcolm was murdered. He was asleep when Simon was murdered. Now he was unconscious in the bushes while Chimma was murdered. So again, the writers have given ample time for Joe's alter, Reese, to wake up, go kill Gemma, and return to the bushes before allowing Joe to wake up. Fast forward to the fox hunt, and we see Joe collapse breathless to the ground after incapa- incapacitating Rold. Reese appears out of nowhere and proceeds to smash Joe in the face with the butt of a large gun. Hold up. First off, if someone survives that severe of an attack, they tend to have a massive facial wound that needs reconstructive surgery. Secondly, a blow to both frontal lobes hard enough to knock someone out like that either kills them or creates the kind of injuries that even years of rehabilitation can't completely correct. Did you notice that Joe woke up in the genetic cleansing dungeon without a single mark on his face? (laughs) This is not a failure of suspension of disbelief. I believe it is informing us that the attack never happened. At one point during this long-winded rant, Reese tells Joe, you're in serious denial about yourself. That's rather the theme of this entire series. Later in London, Mm Reese appears on the screen after Kate leaves and makes his announcement for mayor. Did that happen? Again, nobody else sees this or responds to it. At this point, either Reese is the altar or the writers are trolling the audience. Either is possible, (laughs) but for the sake of being able to rewatch the show someday, I hope the writers are not. So how did Joe and Rold wind up in the dungeon? The writers deliberately don't answer that. One option is that Joe passed out and Reese carried Rold there. Meh. Second option is that when Kate sent security to find them, she instructed the security people to put them in the dungeon. Leaving them chained up like that would probably get them to talk to each other and calm down. I think this is more likely, as it explains how, Ka- how Kate seemed to go right to them and pull them out, although the dungeon is on the opposite side of the manor house from the resident section we see. It's possible that Joe accidentally knocked over the lantern himself when struggling to free himself. We kind of get hints about how everything we see is only a possibility earlier in the episode when we get the characters physically acting out the different scenarios that Roald describes around Gemma's death. I also find it interesting that Joe described his situation with love to Kate in so much detail. Since I sound delusional anyway, I might as well grab a tinfoil hat. 
<laughs> Kate enrolled, at least that we know of, went to school in the US. The 1% actually have pretty small social circles. It's not inconceivable that Britain's 1% somehow met and became friends with America's 1%, love. We've already seen love's private detective involved with Joe this season. As we've been told, there are no coincidences. It makes me wonder if love is not somehow involved in this. We see her unconscious, presumably on the floor, as Joe sets the house on fire, but we did not see her die. What if she didn't? What if she's somehow involved in driving Joe even crazier than he is? Oh I actually believed Roald when he told Joe that he was never going to kill him. So, what was his motive? Why would he do that? And why would the others react with utter lack of concern when he did? Why is Phoebe gutted over the loss of a tier two friend? She doth protest too little. <laughs> Side note, did you notice the bloke in the coat pulling Roald and Joe out of the cellar? I don't usually notice practical effects, but it was so obvious that it was a man in a Kate wig pulling the guys up. <laughs> <laughs> I may have spent way too much time thinking about all this. Thanks for the podcast. Talk to you next week, Gail. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. I, that was a bit of a suspension of disbelief because I'm like, Kate is not pulling Rold and Joe right. uh, out of that dungeon. <laughs> no. Uh, you can be strong, but uh, it's a lot lifting up some dead weight there. Um, That's really funny. And, you know, a lot of good points there, and I'm I'm glad to hear Gail seems to kind of be on board there with with our theory as well. And the thing about the dungeon, you know, uh, Reese in quotes talks about how no one knows about this dungeon, even Phoebe. But you know who probably did know, and that's Joe. And mm -hmm. Joe does the most thorough research. You know mm -hmm. that when they when he got invited to Hampsey or the weekend, you know, he did all the research yeah. on that place. You know, why would Phoebe know? What, why would she know? She probably doesn't care. It's just her family's country estate. And, you know, she's not probably out there uh, looking for hidden places or stumbling upon hidden places or anything like that. She doesn't seem to, to be the type for, for me to do that. But Joe, would know he would do like he would know who built it and know all about that stuff so I, I i get her theory about maybe kate had her security lock them down there for like safekeeping um i don't hate that but i i, I think joe absolutely knew about that dungeon and he put himself and rolled down there just because it is so like joe to be completely thorough um and we see him do it all the time he's looking up the history of every single person you know uh who, who they were, where they went to school, their whole family, and that's just what he does. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I would be absolutely convinced that Joe would know about that dungeon if folks are like, "Well, how do you explain that? If nobody knew about the dungeon, how would Reese know about the dungeon? If Phoebe didn't even, yeah. So anyway, thanks, Gail. That was great. Um, we do miss the birds. <laughs> just, just saying. Um, that was really great. So we did um, also get a couple of voice messages as well uh first one we have once i get it first one we have is from steve let's see what he has to say okay so now he's calling katie you and she does not want her father to find out about this but she's willing to confide in joe jonathan okay so now we're back at the party the guys are doing cocaine they're all drinking nobody's and they think joe jonathan went to bed dubbed the name eat the rich killer i don't remember 
Oh, and Phoebe comes in and sits right down on the chest where Gemma's body is. <laughs> I don't remember. What does he do? Is he going to throw the body out the window? Uh, yes, that's what just happened. The body just fell through <laughs> past the window. Okay, so now he's admitting to Katie what happened with Malcolm and that he uh, hid, hid the body. So now she knows how he knows how about hiding bodies. There's a little bit of truth. In, I mean, most of the truth in what he just told her, but he didn't tell her that he killed his wife because she killed their son. Okay, Phoebe just named off a bunch of kinks, and one of them was falling down the stairs. Did Kate tell Phoebe everything? Oh, and he just heard everything they said, and now he's going to the larder to get Jonathan. So Rold thinks he can get away with murdering Jonathan. Someone wake me up. The Crown, directed by Guy Ritchie. <laughs> yeah, security guys, go do security things. How did Reese get out here? Oh, and he just called him Joe. Okay, so Reese is real, and Reese is really the killer. <laughs> now is not the time for questions rolled. Stir hell. So much for Hampsey House. Aw, she wants to give him a pint or ten. All right, the back half is going to be uh, interesting. Part two coming next week. All right, can't wait to hear you talk about this one. I know. <laughs> that was awesome. That was and a ride. Uh, Steve, I, I caught the letter Kenny reference, and I love you for it. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that? I don't I don't watch that. Uh there's a character named Rold, uh and another one of the main characters named Stuart, and Rold is kind of like his weird, strange, gay best friend who is just obsessed with him and he'd always says, Stuart, Stuart <laughs> Like and so after he said Rold, he went, Stuart <laughs> I was just like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So All right. I love it. Uh, <laughs> That's great. I haven't watched the newest season of Letterkenny yet. I'm behind a season. I need to catch up. It's I saw the it's cast great. live on like a stage performance. They're doing a bunch of skits of like in the style of their characters and stuff. It was awesome. Oh, that's These guys cool. are hilarious. But <laughs> that's great. Guys and gals. <laughs> well, there's so many things, you know. We're we're all behind on something. Mm-hmm. Um All right. Thanks, Steve. Um, next voice message is from Jim coming in at the last minute. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, Rima and Paik, this is Jim from Raleigh here to talk about season four, episode five of You, The Fox and the Hound. And what an episode this was. Here's what I love the most. Episodes one, two, three, and four, very methodical, almost slow, very sort of repetitive, getting us to understand that there's really no redeemable qualities about any of these characters uh, as they slowly get killed off. And then there's this episode, which sort of took all of the energy that may have been missing purposefully in the first four and just pounding it into this episode. Maybe one of the most um, tense, exhilarating episodes of you, and that's saying a lot considering <laughs> some of the other ones, but the suspense in this episode in a ridiculous manner of Joe eventually being chased by Rold through the woods in a fox and the hound chase. And the discovery of Reese being the killer. Oh, it was Reese! So he was my second pick next to Nadia. He should have been my first. Uh, it just frustrates me. It made perfect sense. Malcolm, I think, at the beginning of the season noted that Reese was very similar to Joe, as a matter of fact. And I remember thinking, oh, it's going to be him. No, that's too obvious. Oh, I hate you, you. <laughs> but what I loved about this episode is just the the... 
they keep buying into how vapid and how these rich people are just gigantic assholes. I, I mean, the, we get to the point where, I mean, we're talking about a guy not wanting a golden shower from his girlfriend because she was above him and he could only have golden showers from people who were below him. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, I love Joe throwing Gemma's body out the window onto the ground. I, Oh God, I just realized what I just said, but that's a, that's a show. Uh, but the final chase um, with the, the rolled chase, um, Reese showing up and knocking Joe out, them ending up in, you know, chains and then sort of this battle to get free. And the fact that, you know, in Joe's world, in his um, code, that the people he kills, generally speaking, are related to the you. And Man, you know, he had an opportunity to kill Rold, which would have made the world a better place, let's face it. Um, anyways, um, I, I am really looking forward to this cat and mouse battle that we're going to probably see um, in, in the final five episodes of the series. Ultimately, I think we're going to see Joe die. I doubt it's going to be by Reese. My guess is we're going to have a bait and switch where he finally gets to Reese and then whoever's going to kill Joe kills Joe. And I have some thoughts on that. I hope it's not that hit man, because that will be such a cop out. Um, but I do have some thoughts on that, but that's for a later day. Of course, who knows? Maybe Joe will still be out there. Maybe we'll end up with a, you know, another season someday. Dexter like Dexter, maybe Dexter will meet Joe. Maybe Dexter will train his son. Hmm. Anyways, I'll stop there. Three minutes, 44 seconds. I apologize about the length of time, but I really loved this episode. I really love this season. I, I love that they found a new way to make this interesting, and I love how they split it in half. The first half was the murder mystery. Now the second half is going to be Joe chasing after a mayoral candidate for London. Should be interesting. Can't wait. Thanks, guys, for everything you do. Sorry about the length. Um, can't wait for the next five episodes, which are dropping soon. Peace. That was great. Man, yeah. I love that enthusiasm. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. That you was do. infectious. Um, yeah, I'm just as excited. Can't wait to see what happens next. Can't wait to hear from all y'all uh, again when the episode drops. I'll have to put the um, episode uh, uh, or the feedback post for the episodes coming up. Uh, whenever it drops on Thursday, yeah. I know we've got the title for the next episode, but they—that's the only one that they've released, or at least according to IMDb. I didn't go fishing too hard, mm -hmm. um, but so that's all we've got so far. So I'll—I'll I'll put a post for that. Can't wait to hear what everyone has to think or or has to say. Good lord, words are hard today. Um, what everyone has to uh, say about the next next five. Um, so thanks everyone for writing in, sending your voice messages and emails. Always love the feedback. Yeah, always great. Such great theories from everyone and everyone's really enjoying the season. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad everyone's enthusiastic. Um, well, so next week, uh, we're going to be covering season four, episode six of You, titled Best of Friends. Mm -hmm. 
Um, not sure what that is going to be about. We'll see who if if that's a, a real thing or is it sarcasm? I don't know. <laughs> um, as a reminder, the second half of you returns March 9th with the remaining five episodes. And for um, as we're recording this in just two days, um, just depends on when you're actually listening to it. But um, so the five might already be available when you're hearing this. (laughs) Exciting. Yes. And if you would like to write in or leave us a message for those upcoming episodes, and you can find us all of our contact information, podcastica.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out our other shows. Um, All kinds of goodness. Uh, Last of Us had the penultimate episode this week, Mm -hmm. getting ready for the finale. Poker Face, um, The Extraordinary uh, with Greg and Penny. They're doing great things over there. Uh, Mandalorian. Yes, Mandalorian's back. I'm so excited. Yeah. So... A lot of a lot of great stuff, and so much more. I mean, that's just like tip of the iceberg. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, go check out all the amazing content from all of our amazing podcastica hosts. Uh, everybody's doing great things. Yeah, we're all great. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. <laughs> a lot of fun stuff going on on podcastica. All the time. Yeah, and make sure while you're doing that, go checking out all of those shows. You can subscribe, follow, leave ratings, reviews. All of that thing, all, all of those things for, for all of the shows. Find what you love and then make sure to share that love and, and show that love as well. Yeah, share the love. That's really how um, our podcasts get to be seen uh, from, you know, when someone goes to search. If you go and subscribe, you know, to them, you know, that really, really helps the numbers, you know, for the folks that, that you know, want to find a good podcast. So if you think they're a good podcast, go out there and, you know, show some love and some support. So, um, you know, others, others can find us and, you know, tell your friends. That's another good way. Hey, yeah. there's this amazing podcast for this show. You know, <laughs> check it out. That always helps. Um, so, yeah, please. And thank you in advance. Yeah. So, all right. That is our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Pete. And Melissa Sapola is strange indeed. <laughs> <laughs>